Welcome to Skills for Life, a podcast about high-demand jobs that are shaping future opportunities. This show is brought to you by the North Shore Schools Foundation. I'm Kira Dorian, your host and a North Shore mom. Let's get started. Today on the show, I have the distinct privilege of speaking with Scott Flatness. He is a project engineer at Aerojet Rocketdyne in the field of aerospace. We are going to talk about rockets today. Scott, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hi, Kira. Yes, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I'm so looking forward to chatting with you. I feel like this is a field that people use in conversation all the time. Like I literally say, you know, it's not rocket science. So the fact that I'm speaking to a rocket scientist is kind of blowing my mind a little bit today. So I'm excited to hear all about the work you do and what, you know, our students and parents need to know. But can you start by just telling us a little bit about like what you actually do? Because I'm not sure that I know. Like what what do rocket scientists do? Tell us. Sure. Yeah. So I, I am a project engineer at Aerojet Rocketdyne and I I get to design or actually lead technical teams that design, build, and, and test rocket engines. Um, and we do this in Redmond at the Aerojet Rocketdyne facility off Willows Road. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, a lot of variety in the job that I get to do, and it it's supports human spaceflight. Amazing. Okay, so tell us how you got there. If I want to be you when I grow up, <laughs> which I kind of do, I'm not going to lie, what are the steps that you took to, to get to be doing what you're doing right now? I know this is a North Shore Schools Foundation podcast, and uh, I like to say that I'm a product of North Shore Schools from starting with kindergarten all the way through high school. I graduated from Woodinville High School. And I have to say that coming out of high school, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. Um, I ended up going to Pacific Lutheran University, a small liberal arts school in Tacoma, primarily because I think I had family there. I knew about the school and I wanted to play uh, sports there, so play soccer. And then from there, I went on and got a a master's degree in mechanical engineering. And I'd say I spent most of my time since then working in the aerospace field. As part of my master's degree, I was focused on combustion and got into the details of combustion. So that led me down the, the path of aerospace, working with propellants. Since then, I've worked a variety of, of jobs at some small companies and probably for the last 13 years or so at Aerojet Rocketdyne, where I've got to work on the Orion program and primarily working on developing and building uh, propulsion for the crew module on the Orion spacecraft, which in the first launch of Orion Artemis 1 will be later this summer. And that'll be a trip where the crew module will go around the moon, come back, and we'll splash down off the Pacific coast. And the engines we build will help it uh, return safely. Wow. Okay. So you are quite literally working on designing the rock, the next rocket that's going to the moon. Yeah. So this is... Uh, NASA's next deep space program. So it is uh, different than low Earth orbit programs, which, you know, the space station's about 250 miles above the Earth. Um, we're planning to go back to the moon, which is, you know, about 250,000 miles from the Earth. So it's a much different, much longer voyage. But yeah, so it's really exciting to be a part of that. It, it does help me get up every day before I go to work and, and you know, kind of keep perspective on what I'm doing. It's a fun field, fun, fun industry at this time. Oh, I bet. I bet. Okay. So tell me a little bit about you know, how you see this field transforming over the next five to 10 years as our students are kind of making their way through their educational journey and maybe into this field. What do you think it's going to look like? Well, I, yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of growth in this field. With all the new commercial entities, you have SpaceX, you have Blue Origin, there's a lot more opportunities in space right now to, to you know, future live and potentially, you know, work in space, visit space. 
right now where I work at Aerojet Rocketdyne, we have we're having a hard time, to be honest with you, finding qualified applicants. So we have jobs that are are going unfilled right now. So there's a lot of demand. I, I would say the the demand is it's much greater than supply in this industry right now in terms of qualified workers. So um, it's definitely a growth area. It's an exciting area, and I don't see that changing uh, in the next few years. Wow. So I love hearing that because that means that, you know, for our students that are interested in pursuing this, that there's work there. There's, there's forgive the pun, there's space for them <laughs> in, in this work, right? Absolutely. And it's not just, you know, the big government programs anymore through NASA. It's, you know, commercial space. There's a lot of smaller companies in the area that are developing space products, whether that's you know, space flight or other industries. So it's, it's definitely a growth industry. And, and this area also is, is very exciting right now. You know, just the local Northwest here has kind of become a little bit of a hub for this space industry. So a lot of opportunities and a lot of opportunities in this area. Wow, that is so, so cool. Okay, so what do our students need to know? What should they be doing right now? If they're interested in moving into this field, there's room for them in this field. What should they be doing while they're still in high school? You know, what should they be looking at when they're going into college? And I don't know, what kind of advice or takeaways do you have for them? Let's see. So while they're in high school, I would say find out what you like, find out what, you know, what interests you as best you can, you know, take lots of different classes, take arts, sciences, you know, statistics, physics, chemistry, anything that you can, a wide variety and find out what you like. I would say it's also okay if you don't know um, exactly what you want to do when you're graduating from high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Some people out there, you know, from the time they were five, they knew exactly what they wanted to do, which college they wanted to go to, which professors they wanted to work with. I was not that way. So I think that's okay. I think take a variety of stuff, find out what you like. Give yourself a lot of options in high school. Take the classes you need to take. Take the hard classes. I would rather take the hard classes and you know maybe not get the best grade than, than not take the hard classes. I'll also say that if you have the grades, you can get into an MIT. That's great. If you don't know what you want to do and maybe don't have the grades, if you want to go community college route, that's also great. I work with people you know, at Aerojet Rocketdyne that went the MIT route, have a PhD from MIT, and they're super smart and super well-respected in their fields. And, and I also work with people who went to community college for a couple of years and then went to uh, four-year schools and got master's degrees and are super smart and super well-respected in the field. So it's, I think either route is fine. And I think that if, if you are not sure what you want to do and maybe don't have the best grades right now, it's not too late. I love hearing that. I really thank you for saying that. I think that is a real misconception in the world right now, you know, that you've got to be 17 years old and we're going to know at 17 whether or not you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's just so not true. And so I really, really appreciate hearing that, particularly from someone in your field. Can we back up for a second? You said something really interesting. Tell me more about this. Take the hard classes. I'd rather take the hard class and not get a great grade than not take the hard class and get a better grade in an easy class. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I think learning is what's really more important for you than taking the easy class and getting the grade. And I think hopefully schools will recognize that as well. Pressing yourself, doing things that are hard, I think is good. Not to get too corny, but you know, to quote the Kennedy in his Return to the Moon speech, you know, we go there because it's hard. I think it's, you know, if, if you want to do something easy, aerospace engineering is probably not the right choice for you. Um, <laughs> but it is rewarding, right? And you, you have to want to do the hard work, I think, and, and it will pay off in the end. 
I love that. I really love that. I know we were chatting a little bit before we started rolling and you uh, were sharing a little bit about like things people need to know about this profession that you might not think you need to know about this profession, skills that you need and time that you're going to be spending doing things that maybe you wouldn't think you'd be doing. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good good point. I think you know, when I went into the industry, I was thought you know I'd be doing detailed math and modeling and, and equations all the time. And, you know, I would say what's really important, in addition to knowing, having that basic fundamental science background, is the ability to communicate. And that's both, you know, personal communication, written communication, and how you can present information, present data, get your point across, I think is is really important. I would say, you know, I spend way more of my day writing reports, proposals, preparing PowerPoint presentation packages than I do solving differential equations or you know doing detailed math or, or modeling simulations, which I think is is you know very common in the industry. So it's good to have that technical background, but you also absolutely need to be able to communicate, be able to write is is just as important, I would say. Wow, that's really good to know. Is this your first rocket launch or have you done one before? So we've done one before. I actually was fortunate enough to go out to a rocket launch, uh, the first Orion launch um, back in 20, end of 2014. And it was a great experience being able to see what you've worked on, you know, actually come to fruition and launch and it worked, right? So, you know, all the years of your life that you put into this, this project to see it come true and, and, and work was a great experience. Oh, I can't even imagine. It's like this this is not a field where you need or you get instant gratification, right? <laughs> this is all about Correct. delayed gratification. Correct. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was actually fortunate enough uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got to go down to Florida where they were doing the rollout of the Artemis 1 vehicles. This is the, you know, the big NASA program that will will go out to the moon and, and back. And so it's the first launch of the space launch system which is the, the, the big rocket launch. And on top of that is the Orion crew module, which is where the engines that I, I get to build are go. And so it provides the yaw pitch and roll control of the, uh, the Orion crew module vehicle. And maybe to give you a sense of scale here, the, you know, the, the full space launch system, it's you know, about the size of you know, Statue of Liberty, a little bigger, kind of the Saturn V type of rocket. And the engines, there's four engines on the bottom of it that Aerojet Rocketdyne makes at a different facility that provide 500 pounds of thrust each. And the engines that, that we build here up in Redmond, which is mostly in-space propulsion, provide about a, you know, 160 pounds of thrust each. So I can, you know, the engines we build, I can pick up and carry in my hands versus the, the big engines. But it's all, all important. It all has to work in the end to get the crew out around the moon and, and back safely. Wow. Incredible. So who do you recommend students follow, whether that's on social media or LinkedIn or websites they should be on? You know, who are the influencers right now? You know, definitely the, the people in the industry right now doing interesting things. Obviously, you have Blue Origin, the local company, SpaceX, follow them. We also have Aerojet Rocketdyne right here in Redmond, as well as, you know, in LA and West Palm Beach. You have Boeing, of course. They have the Starliner program where they're creating a vehicle to go back to the space station. And a lot of local companies, too. There are a lot of smaller companies, Radian, uh, Spaceflight. I would say just kind of start there and kind of see where it leads you. Amazing. Scott, thank you so much for joining us today and just giving us this little peek into this world that, like I said, I reference all the time because it's so enormous and fascinating from from my sort of layman's perspective. So I just really appreciate all the things you had to say today. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to talk to you. We hope you'll join us again and remember to hit subscribe to be notified about upcoming episodes. 
Join the conversation on our Facebook page, Build Skills for Life. That's Build Skills, the number four, and then the word life. To learn more about the North Shore Schools Foundation, visit us at northshoreschoolsfoundation.org. Thanks for listening.